Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome to the Pickup WNBA Podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Eicher. And I'm your other host, Freddie Rivas. What's up? Oh, well, this is episode 51. And Woo! we are very much in the swing of things of this WNBA season so far. You know, we had the uh, Brittany Griner coming back and the celebrations mm-hmm. around that. We've got teams winning. We've got teams losing. All that good stuff. Uh, the first question that Freddie has proposed is, can the Las Vegas Aces be stopped? They are looking very dominant so far. They've won, obviously, their first four games, but every game's basically been a blowout. Yes. Um, so, you know, it they are defiant wins, not just wins. Um, Freddie, how do you feel about this Las Vegas Aces so far? Well, uh, I think the main thing... Uh, I feel is that they do look, you know, even more dominant than we thought. Uh, and, you know, when we had LaChina Robinson on the pod, she said, you know, you asked the, the good question about sort of like how, what's Candace Parker's impact. And, you know, obviously it's a super team thing and, and the Liberty have lost a game and the Liberty, you know, look good, but they don't look like like the level of dominance, like so far Las Vegas. Yeah. You know, it's, everything's been a blowout and it's looked really easy. Um, I think the only thing I will say is that uh, of the four games they've played, um, it seems like strength of opponent, uh, you know, has not been that intense. Is that fair? Uh Yeah. Right? Sorry, so, <laughs> sorry, other teams. I'm sorry because uh, you, know, you got they, storm. They, yeah, the storm, the sparks twice, and yeah, the, the sparks are like okay, I think, but yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. Why are you sorry? Um. Well, no, just yeah. I feel like the sparks are all right, but it, but the links and the storm definitely seem like they're in. You know, it's early, but rebuilding sort of thing. So I feel like. I'm curious to see how the how the next game between uh, you know the Dream and the Aces go. The Dream are uh, two and two, so the Dream and who? You said the Dream and the Aces. Dream and the Aces, yeah. So like this, uh, that's on. That's going to be well when this recording. Oh, that's comes their out. next game. Sorry, I thought you said yeah. the next two games the Aces were playing. Oh yeah, no, because the, they're they're playing the Dream 
then they're playing the fever. So, but yeah, that dream game I'm looking at to see like how, if they, if they blow out the dream, it's like, okay, like what's, what's the deal here? Like, are they just unbeatable? You know? Well, I'm not going to say they're unbeatable four games in. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to go that far. We haven't seen them in a regular season game against obviously the Liberty or even the mystics. Mm -hmm. And you know, I just obviously we knew they were going to be dominant, so that's not surprising. But at this point, I'm just like, okay, like, I don't know. I, I just feel like there's still room for this team to be tested. Mm -hmm. And if they keep blowing out all these other teams, then, you know, they'll be going a really long time without real intensity. Mm -hmm. And then that's something that could you know, hurt them later on because it's like they haven't had to turn on that next level engine, so to speak, all season long. And then they're in a playoff series and it's like, oh, crap, like, did we forget how to do this? I'm not saying that is going to happen. I'm just saying it's a possibility. Yeah, it's it's a thing that happens in sports, like not being mm -hmm. battle tested for sure. Yeah. So, you know, I just feel like I I'm not going to say they are unbeatable just yet but obviously they are absolutely the dominant team we thought they would be yeah and you know i was well we'll be talking more streaks later in this pod but uh i'm just looking at this sort of like WNBA win streaks so the sparks have two different win streaks in their franchise history of 18 wins so you know the dating back to last year the aces have they're five games in a row so it is very early uh i just think that the but you're saying it's in play that they could beat that record i mean i'm insinuating it's just because of the blowout nature yeah like, no i'm with you you know i'm just waiting for i'm waiting to see signs of 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 struggle i guess um and i think i think you you bring up a really good point with sort of being tested like what do they look like when a team makes them sweat um, and, you know, again, yeah, it's really early. Teams are going to game plan for them differently. And, you know, coaches are going to figure out ways to slow them down and all that kind of stuff. But uh, out of the gate, they are absolutely as devastating as they were built up to be. Yeah. Well, speaking of streaks, let's talk about this Indiana Fever team yeah. who won a game and it's their first win since june 19th of mm -hmm. last year it is their first win <laughs> yeah. since june 19th of last year yep that is that is unreal they they beat the uh the atlanta dream 90 87 uh this past sunday so first of all congratulations to the yes. fever they did it they won a game they needed to win a game um, you know, they talked about coming into this season, uh, you know, culture, they, you know, they're preaching culture being an important thing, a new culture, a winning culture. They absolutely need that. Uh, we've talked about them needing a new name because no one wants a fever. Yep. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, one thing I thought of Freddie and, and I know I, I borrow from the NBA from time to time, mm -hmm. but I feel like they need their version of like the beam. They need to make every single win an event. And yes. I think that is how you can, quote, change the culture. You turn 
each win into an event and it becomes like and then you start getting like swarms of people even more excited for when the team wins i feel like that is like the way losing teams get out of being a losing team i mean we experienced it in toronto with the whole we the north thing yeah then i think sacramento borrowed that with like the beam i think indiana fever they need to take a page out of that book and create their own version of what that is i don't know what that is that could be a really fun like freddie's fun question for another day but i think it would be really cool if they had that uh i like that you know i I, and i do think sometimes in sports it's sort of like the silly things that aren't they're, they're not quite quantifiable but you need positive energy and you know you need people to be able to like rally around things uh i do think with uh uh with, with boston being there it sort of feels like a new era anyways so if you know indiana does have a rich history right so if you you know are a fever fan uh first of all apologies uh because we we have slagged you quite a bit on this pod but um <laughs> You know, you listen. Look, no I per- think it's justified. They haven't won it's a justified. game since June 18th of last yeah. year. There's no particular ire. And, and you know, the, the coach did talk about how, yes, it's just one win. But this was a really big win. Uh, they tied the Tulsa uh, and Detroit shock um, for the longest losing streak in W history. Sorry, but did you just say tied? Tied 20 games. Wow. Yeah. So, but I, so it, it is big for their franchise that they are not the individual owner of the biggest losing streak. Right. Like that, you know what I mean? If they, they, they beat the, I watched the game, you know, if they didn't beat the dream, it was a fourth quarter comeback. Um, I mean, it was a tight game, but they, they beat. Well, the, that adds to it that there was that much on the line. Yeah. I didn't right? realize that. So if they lost that game to the to the dream, they would have 21 losses in a row dating back to last season. And they would be they would, have, you know, like Aaliyah Boston's name would be associated with the longest losing streak in W history. I guess in a sense, it still is. And obviously it's not her fault, but you know, she just started. No, but like, yeah, her fault. I mean, but- I think it's like it's weird because to say you've lost 20 games is one thing. But to say you haven't won a game in almost a year. I know. I guess I, it's just all about how you spin it. But that, it, yeah, there's just something about that that just feels like especially crushing. Yeah. Like, can you imagine rooting for a team? And then it, and it's the way the schedule worked out, right? They, they lost they lost their last 18 games. You know what What we need so, to do? What, what I would love to do, actually, if we I don't know how we could pull this off. I want to interview an Indiana Fever season ticket holder. Yeah. Okay. If you're an Indiana Fever, I don't know how we're going to pull that off. I don't know how we're going to connect with someone like that, but like, it, Re- reach out to us. Find I want to know how many there are. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, I feel yeah. like I maybe there's like ten diehards. No, I joke. think like I don't. I don't know. I think we deserve our comeuppance a little bit. And I want to have someone come on this pod and defend Indiana and tell us what's what, you know, they do, they do have a rich history. So, um, and you know, yeah, it's been an unfair, not, not unfair, but it's been a punching bag. So let me just say, I'm happy 
for Boston. I am happy for Nilissa Smith. I am happy they got this win. And the narrative of this season is, um, you know, is already different. And hey, they're, you know, the Lynx have not won a game, right? So they are their first five, you know, things can change fast. And um, I'm hoping they do. Yeah. I hope so too. We, we need them to be better. I mean, it's so early in the season too, right? Like we say, like the Lynx haven't won a game, the storm haven't won a game, but it's so early in the season. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let's not jump to conclusions too much, but wow. Indiana with a win in the bag. We're, we're, we're happy for you. Yeah, me too. I bet those are like some of the cheapest tickets in sports, honestly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Fever fans, get at us. Get at we bet like, but genuinely, like I would actually love to yeah, hear yeah. what the experience has been like. Um, okay. Uh you wanted to talk a little bit about uh Gabby Williams, mm-hmm. who uh is currently a restricted free agent. Um, her contracts rights are held by the Seattle Storm. Um, she played with them last season. But she has played with a French team called ASVEL and helped them win a championship uh, last week, uh, which makes her eligibility in the WNBA uh, a bit uh, constricted. It's actually a little bit confusing Mm -hmm. due to prioritization. Um, If she can sign with another team, if she can't, um i believe that these rules like some of these rules have come into play this year i think it becomes more strict next year yes it does um and you know she basically talks about how like the wmba isn't i mean she said quote shying away from the w because teams aren't touching what i'm making Mm -hmm. in europe so you know i mean good for her honestly like I feel like I get why the WNBA wants to have prioritization. We've talked about it a lot, but a lot of this screams, and I'm sorry to our American listeners, a lot of this screams American entitlement to me Mm -hmm. um, that you feel people, and maybe this is just the league projecting and it isn't the fans at all, um, that people should want to prioritize the WNBA. But if she's thriving in Europe and can play in multiple leagues. I believe she's also bouncing to another European league after this, then why not? Like, I don't know. I think apparently other leagues have tried to adjust to the WNBA's schedule in light of prioritization. But the thing is, is like this season doesn't have the Olympics in it. It doesn't have a world cup in it. And so they were able to start later, but it's going to become a problem down the line. I mean, I imagine all of this stuff will be renegotiated anyways that during after the next CBA. But I kind of like, honestly, like, of course, I'd love to see every best player in the world in the WNBA. But if you can't play here or it doesn't work, at least you can still thrive somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of good points. And I think at the end of the day, I support any player kind of getting their money. And, you know, yeah, she, you know, Williams is going to play in EuroLeague. Um, she also plays for the French national team. And I do think that it's it's kind of a situation for the W where, you know, I think their, their next CBA is uh, 2027. 
So these prioritization rules are going to sort of gradually get more intense well before we hit 2027. And I think they are going to be in a situation where players are going to choose not to play in the W. And that overall, in my opinion, is going to hurt the quality of basketball. Um, You know, like you said, yeah, I think the Turkish league, another league sort of adjusted a little bit, but yeah, you have all these caveats. They started later. The Olympics are coming, um, you know, all all that kind of stuff. And this French league, for instance, uh, you know, has not adjusted. So I think, you, you know, it's, it's not really, it's just not really realistic or fair to tell some other league that is paying players more to make adjustment for you. It's like, yeah, you know what I mean? You don't really, yeah, I'm stealing a, a Kevin Garnett uh, NBA legend quote, but it's like, you don't have the juice to say that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you don't, it's like you're, you're bluffing kind of right. Well, they, I, and, well, and I think they are, and I think they are trying to see if that is enough leverage for them or not. And I think what's going to happen is over these next few years, players are just going to sign shorter contracts. Like there's just going to be a lot yes. more one year deals. So yeah. then every season they renegotiate. can renegotiate and see where their leverage is somewhere else. hundred percent. This is where, this is, I think the most interesting part of this article and kind of the, I guess, fluidity of, of women's basketball and, you know, where, where is it going? Right. And I think that, uh, the WNBA is is trying to use leverage that it might not have, and you know what what do you do after that? You say that players have to sign long longer contracts. It's like that's just not going to work, right? Mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. as you scale up in terms of talent, you know you're not going to be able to tell a player like Stewie what to do, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and you know I, I think a lot of the stars. You can't say like, okay, you're, you know, if you're, if you're the, if you're an agent of a major star, you're, you're telling them here, here's your, here's your earning window. Here's what you, here's what you make in the W here's what you make elsewhere. And, you know, players are just going to say, well, I, I, I it doesn't make finance financial sense for me to do that. And I don't care enough about the strength of the W and my W legacy to turn down this kind of money. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And also like, (laughs) what is a WNBA legacy? If other teams are more valuable or leagues, I should say. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, and, and I don't think there's any one league that is as famous or as, impactful as the w but also they are able to find money right you know that's something i'd like to look into one time like you know like the french league for instance like what's the are why are there let is it sort of like there's less cap um you know yeah and then i just i don't have answers to these questions but i'm like i'm curious why they can pay more than the yeah like i've won why right that's a great question i've wondered that too like are just like our other fan bases, like sports fan bases, like are they just less sexist than they are in North America that they don't huh. frown upon women's Maybe. sports the way people do here? 
like i don't know but like is that part of it like is just the culture different yeah, I mean, like, and, and uh, one guess. I mean, honest, tennis is bigger in Europe. And women's totally. tennis is a really big deal. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just thinking, like, on those lines. Well, and I know a lot of, uh, you know, international sports is, it sort of comes back to this idea of, like, there's no, like, you know, I'm just I'm just going to jump into, like, the, the premiership, uh, you know, soccer league. There's no salary cap. So you have four right. or five, six teams uh that just will will massively outspend other teams so then they get super teams and mm-hmm. that's this thing right like so you know how what's the value of protecting i guess uh, the 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 teams in the w that that don't want to spend as much money if you're going to lose these players and like i think these other leagues around the world they've made the calculation that they're not going to rein in their Las Vegas aces or their New York Liberty counterparts. They're like, Hey, Hey, listen, if you have the money, you pay Stewie because we want Stewie in Europe. Because... Well, I think, yeah, sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. No, yeah, there. no, just that, that, that's it. Like, I think they're, val- they're, they're paying the stars essentially. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, but I was going to say, well, in addition to what you're saying is that in Europe, soccer, sorry, football, the women's football leagues, their team is tied to a men's football team, every single one. And they are essentially a sister team. Mm -hmm. But football is such a big deal in Europe that even being a sister team to a men's team is going to be a profitable venture for you right where like in north america basketball isn't even the number one sport in north america Mm -hmm. so i think like that is its own challenge too like maybe that's part of it but I'm not sure. I'm really, I'm not sure. That would be a very interesting deep dive we could do one day. Like maybe we need to get like a European uh, sports expert on the show and we can trade some knowledge and see what we come up with. Yeah. So you hear that? If you're a fever fan, season seat holder, and if you're a European basketball fan, we want to hear from you because there's so much we want to learn. Yeah. Get at us. Yeah, my algorithms don't go there, you know, and they need to. Yeah. They need yeah. to. Um, okay, that was an awesome conversation. Freddie, it is time for our badass player of the week. I'm very excited about this. It's been a long time. It's been a long time, but the season's yeah. back and our badass player of the week is back. Who you got? Okay, so here's what I did. Uh uh, you know I love stats, so I I sort of navigated, you know, we're only some teams have only played three games. Um, I have uh, kind of clicked on the PEI, which is a stat that calculates player impact estimate. Um, we know we don't need to get bogged down with all the stats, but it, it's it's sort of a catch all statistic, which I know, you know, is problematic sometimes and. Blah, blah, blah. But uh, it does give you an idea of who is having an overall impact on the court. Um, And for me, there was only two real choices. 
but the uh, the number two, uh, you know. Oh, uh, we're doing runner up, runners up now. No, uh, okay. Uh, my caveat is that they're ranked no, number two, fine. but overall context, I'm giving them the badass player, uh, and that's Brittany Griner. Uh, Brittany Griner is number two on this ranking, uh, and for me to for her to come back after everything and to be this impactful on the court this quickly is is nothing short of astonishing and absolutely just like an all-time legendary move and yeah like emotions aside this is just extremely impressive so Brittany Griner's mine Choice. I love that. I I completely agree with you. I mean, also like you know, shout out to the Mercury organization. I feel like they really did everything they could to give her all the support she needed mm-hmm. coming back, but also while she was away. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that job, like that organization, despite ownership upheaval mm-hmm. and all of that drama behind the scenes, did a really great job supporting her and like making sure that she has everything she needs and you know also get you know give her credit for putting in the work i mean i feel like ever since she's been back she's just been beaming and she just has such a like zest for life not that she Mm -hmm. didn't before but you know what i mean like i think she's probably just so grateful to be back and to be able to do this and she's not you know she's at least outwardly from the public perspective she's certainly not dwelling on the past far from it no, not at all. And and just like for folks that are, you know, wanting the kind of the counting stats, Brittany Griner has played four games, uh, 21 points a game, uh, eight rebounds, an assist, and almost four blocks. Sorry, how many assists? Uh, just, she's got an assist, one assist. One assist, okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, f- almost four blocks a game, 21 points, eight rebounds. That's ludicrous. Yeah. Like that's a dominant player. Yeah. Um, love that. Uh, I went with a, a pretty obvious choice here. Um, I went with Stewie. Yep. I think she's having a great start to her season. Uh, she's averaging 26. Wait. Yes. It, sorry. I had to make sure these were this year's numbers and not last year's by mistake. Uh, she's averaging 26 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, 3.7 assists and three steals. And she's shooting 53% from the field. That is madness. That is absolute madness. And I honestly like, even, you know, even though the Liberty have lost a game, I mean, this team is going to be, it is, it is their, it is their world. It is the Liberty and Aces's world. And we're just living in it. Honestly. Yeah. We all knew this. I hope the mystics will have something to say about it. A lot of us think they will um, because I think basketball needs, you know, it needs competitive balance, but I, I am so excited for these two teams and and Stewie is just my God killing it. Um, And, and by the way, the PIE player impact estimate, Stewie was number one. Boom. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that for me is is the you know the, the those are the only two choices, Stewie and Griner, uh, and um, yeah, shout out to both of them. 
And by the way, just like in terms of badass, going back to Seattle, having this like huge black eye, getting in like a <laughs> sort of like elbow yeah. match with Kia. It was, yeah. a, it was like, man, Stewie is tough. And yeah, she is an absolute like wrecking ball and just like a force in every game that she plays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Freddie, it is time for your fun question. Here we go. Freddie's fun question. FFQ. Um, Catherine has, you know, is, is a Zelda fan. So that's what inspired this question. Um, mm-hmm. So here it is. If you had to create a video game inspired by the W, mm-hmm. what would it be like? What's the game? Uh, I love this question. Uh, yes, the new Zelda Tears of the Kingdom came out a couple weeks ago. I've been very unproductive since I started playing this game. Mm-hmm. I was telling Freddie, I actually waited like maybe like 10 days after the game uh, was released to start playing. So I, if I get stuck, I can look it up on YouTube and stuff because even though I love Zelda, I would, I would not consider myself good at gaming, like mm-hmm. far from it, but I do just enjoy it. So um, yeah, so this is my video game. I'm going to give a shout out to Lee Ellis who uh, is of the No Dunks, the Starters fame. He left No Dunks uh, this past year and started traveling around the world playing basketball on Mm -hmm. different courts. And I think because the women's game is so global, in my video game, you can pick one of these various courts from around the world. Oh, that's fun. Right? Pick one of these courts from around the world Right. Pick your team. But also, like, I, I, I feel like abolish the teams and just draft your players. Right. So every game is just like you versus whoever. Right. Whether it's in person or virtually, you just start drafting your players. You start drafting your team and then you go to a different place in the world and you play ball. That's how I would do it. Very fun. Um, I love that. That's like, yeah, just journeying around kicking ass on the court i feel um, like you're gonna take this to another level freddie i know you you're gonna take this to another level yep that's right i am um <laughs> uh, but uh, it's uh, i'm going a more sort of like retro like silly level uh and um i was thinking that uh one of my favorite games a classic is mario kart so I want I want to take some of the faces of the W and put them in Mario Kart. Put them in a Mario Kart world. Uh, you know, it's, they each have their own sort of like cart designs, and the levels are kind of like based on the team. So if like you know if it's like Vegas, it's like a the track is like through all these casinos, etc. Oh, that's really cool. You know what I mean? Uh, you, you know you you can if you like whatever coins are dropping out. Liberty, maybe you're going through like the subway system and you're going through like the busy streets of New York and um, yeah. Indiana <laughs> going through the cornfields. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You say hi to Miss uh, um, Jackson and shout out to you, by the way. Uh, shout to Gary, Indiana. To, to uh, Gary, go Indiana. past the Jackson house. Yeah. Um, yeah. So shout so out that... to me for meeting Janet Jackson. Yes. I, I was going to say her. we didn't it finally happened. Yeah. I, I was told that I've mentioned it, quote, a lot on both my podcasts. 
Well, listen, you, you, this is like a big time moment for <gasps> you. A big deal it's for a me, lifetime yeah. moment. You have a picture with Janet. You said, I love you. She said, yeah. I love you back. She did. Um, um, you know what? It's like, I got obviously a lot of likes, which I very much appreciated. I got messages from people I haven't heard from in years. It was like, I got engaged. Like that's, I was like, is this what getting engaged is like? Like you get all these it messages is. from people you haven't heard from in a long time. Like, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. I was like, man, I'm like legitimately known for this. Yeah. If it's like, you know, I think, I think people know when something's really genuine, right? You mm-hmm. know, it's not like you're one of these people who, you know, you sort of have like, like 30 celebrities who you're like, oh my God, this would be amazing. It's like, you don't. Mm-hmm, you have mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Janet and I don't know, maybe a couple others, but like, not really. It's like Janet's the one. So you met Janet, you know, you, you, you dress for the occasion. You did it right. And um, yeah, I know a lot of people went to the concert. Uh, it seemed like it was awesome. Vin Diesel mm-hmm. was there. Vin Diesel was there. Ludacris is one of my favorite people in the world. He showed up. He did his like jumbo size shoes and elbows mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Good times. Um, um, but anyways, back to your video game. So it's really WNBA players in Mario Kart. That's what you're doing. Yes. It's like it's like it's transferring the WNBA players and the WNBA world. So there's to, no basketball in your game. There's no basketball. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm taking it out of the basketball world. Because uh, I thought about doing, yes. That like, is ridiculous. Like a, a sort of basketball related, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just transferring them all to a different world. I feel like if I was playing WNBA cart, um, I feel like I'm going with Kelsey Plum. That's who I want in my cart. That would be good. Yeah. I feel like she would be a really good racer. Um, as great as like Brittany Griner is, I can't even imagine her fitting in the cart, honestly. Yeah, she would like, have like, I think a, a it's bigger a tight, cart. It's a tight yeah. squeeze for her. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, yeah, very fun, Freddie. I feel like, like Sabrina's cart would be like very fast. Yeah, Sabrina's cart would be fat. Really, we're just going after guards here. We are. We are. Yeah, we're going um, after the guards. Uh, let me say I do a, a Asia Wilson cart. Sure. Because it would be like... It would, it She's would good of, at everything. Exactly. It would be very well-rounded, you know? <laughs> and then, okay, like, Angle is... Bird's there at some point. They're not going. even traveling to a basketball court. Like, that's the crazy thing. They're not there even, like, like, going to a game that they're th- about to play. Maybe, maybe they are. Maybe if you win the race and it's like you're on the podium, it's like that means you're like, you know, it shows them going into the game. They're driving to the game. Or, but are they driving to compete in the game? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll have to think this through a bit more, you know? Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. I love it. I love it. It's very fun. Um, Freddie, thank you again. Uh, thank you all for listening. I hope you're enjoying this WNBA season. And uh, yeah, more fun stuff from us for sure. And we'll catch you next time. Yeah, catch you next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye. See ya.
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.